Well, good morning this morning. Can y'all believe it's already almost Thanksgiving? I mean, it's gotten here really quick this year, it seems like. Uh, I'd like to welcome all our people who are watching online this morning. Uh, if you would, please, I'd ask that you'd bow with me for a word of prayer before we get started. Lord, I come to you this morning, first of all, thanking you for the many blessings you give us. We're thankful for the music this morning. I noticed Kathy had picked out all songs about giving thanks, and we appreciate that. Uh, I'd ask, Lord, that you would just open our hearts and our minds this morning to receive your word, that the words that I speak be your words, Lord. Uh, for it's in your name I pray it. Amen. Okay, we're going to start off with two scriptures this morning. The first one is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18, through 18. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Our second one is in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. All right, when we start talking about thanksgiving, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? I believe somebody said food this morning in children's sermon. Cleaning house. Okay. Cleaning house. What? Turkey? Turkey. Turkey. Ball game. Ball game. I'm going to bring it up in a minute. All right. Turkey, food, ball game. Yes. Family. Family. Families all get together. Thanksgiving. Anyone else? So we'll all agree that Thanksgiving is really a time for families to get together, for us to eat, to celebrate, and spend time together with our loved ones. And really, that's, that's a good deal. But I think sometimes that we may have missed the point with that. Uh, I wonder how many people truly, in their hearts, give thanks at Thanksgiving for all the blessings they have throughout the year. And we picked this one day, Thanksgiving, and of course we do give thanks uh, to the Lord for the blessings, but there's so much that happens, so many blessings that we receive throughout the year. Really, I think you would all agree that we should be giving thanks to God every single day. I mean, on Thanksgiving Day, I'll tell you how it is, it, uh, around the house at our house we all sit down we eat we have prayer we go around the table we give thanks for the blessings that we've had in the past year or what we're thankful for we sit down and we eat uh, and we have dessert and then most of the guys that get up go in there and turn the tv on what do they do john Watch the yeah they're hoping the cowboys are going to win yeah. yeah and uh 
the ladies are left with the mess in there. They had to clean up the table and wash the dishes and all that stuff. And uh, thankfully, Mary's got a couple of girls that come back there in the kitchen, helps her clean up sometimes. Sometimes they watch a ball game too. But uh, uh, I think we sometimes miss the point of Thanksgiving. It's more than just sitting down to a meal with family one day a year and joining in fellowship, giving our thanks to the Lord, of course, for the food that we're going to receive that day. But I think we need to be making a habit of thanking God every single day of our lives for the blessings that we receive on a daily basis. Uh, sometimes I think we're not as grateful as we should be for all the blessings that God gives us, or at least we don't show it. How many or how often on any given day do we take time to just stop and thank the Lord uh, for the blessings? You know, if you're coming through an intersection and somebody's going to run that stop sign, you slam on brakes, you get stopped just in time and this car goes right on by and they don't even look, you say, oh, thank you, Lord. I'm glad I didn't have an accident right here. Uh, aside from instances like that, how often do we get up in the morning and say, Lord, I know you've given me another day. I am thankful for it. And I just pray that you would uh, bless me like you've been blessed me and that I bless you by my words and my actions. Everything that I do, Lord, I thank you for. I think if we could do that, train ourselves to thank God on a regular basis, uh, many times a day, at least once a day, every time we receive a blessing, because there are many, uh, it would change our lives a little bit. Here's a few things that I wrote down here that we can think about. God knew us and chose us as his even before we were born. He gave us the gift of the Spirit to live within us, to show love, kindness, mercy, and compassion to our fellow man. He is always there for us. All we have to do is just bow our head, take our mind or our mouth, we can praise him with our lips, and pray to him. He is always there to listen to us, and he always hears us, and he always answers. God gives us unconditional love. Never anywhere in the Bible has God said that I'll love you if. He may bless me if I do something or work in my life to heal me if, but love me? No. There's no ifs there. God loves us unconditionally. If we happen to be, be disobedient when we sin, God still loves us just as much as he did before we sinned. God provides for all our needs, as we were talking about children's sermon this morning. Everything, I mean everything we have, comes from God. Uh, down to our last breath of air. All that is good comes from God or through God or through his works. Also, God gives us a promise and a gift of resurrection and a new spirit, a new body after we die. When Jesus gave his life on the cross for us, it was the greatest gift ever given and the most costly. His sacrifice sealed the covenant with God for the forgiveness of our sins. 
past, present, and future. Can you imagine? We've already been forgiven by God for sins that we haven't even committed yet. He loves us that much. What a mighty God he is. He has also promised an eternal place to us to live in heaven uh, after we pass away. The scripture says there are many rooms reserved for us there. So you have no fear of what will happen to you. What will, where will you be after you pass away? We have a home in heaven. And he left us something else. We each have one of these. He left us his word that we can study, learn, discuss, and become closer to him. There's, there's so much in this book. I don't think a person could live long enough to know everything there is in the Bible. I mean, I've talked to some people, I can think of some people that are pretty well educated and are well versed in scripture, but I don't think anyone could possibly know all that God has for us in this book. And what does he ask in return? What does he ask us for in return for all the things that he does for us? He asks it. we... Uh, give him recognition for all he does for us, that we give him thanks, that we be thankful for the many blessings that he gives us. And he wants us to be obedient to him. He wants us to live a Christian life like he has outlined in the Bible. Uh, to be, like I said before back here, to have mercy, uh, compassion, kindness towards your fellow man, that's what God wants from us. He expects us to be good Christian people. And in exchange for that, look at all the stuff that he promises us and all he does for us. If we'll just take time to thank God daily for the blessings he gives us, it can change our lives and will in many ways. Uh, first of all, if you constantly thank God for what he does for us, you'll be continually aware of his presence and his existence in your life. Uh, also, it will motivate you to look for his purpose in your life. You know, we all come to crossroads in our life. We've talked about this before. Should I stay or should I go? Should I do this or should I not? Should I move? Should I wait on a sign from God? If we will pay attention to what God has for us, he, he won't lead you wrong. I promise you. He will lead you along the right path. A lot of times things happen in our lives that we don't understand why they're happening at that time. Uh, sometimes they're revealed to us at a later date. Sometimes they're not. But I assure you that God does have a plan for for your life and for mine. And the things that happen in our lives all happen for a reason. If we constantly thank God, also will help us to bring our lives into submission for him. 
merely admitting that God is control is in control of our lives can give us a freedom that uh, will help us keep from worrying about what we're going to do. Uh, take, for instance, uh, if you have a bank payment due, you don't have the money, or uh, if you have a car payment to make, or if your crop, you've had your wheat sowed out here for two months, it's been in the ground, we had not had a sprinkle of rain, which is normally the case around here, but I can't think of a single occasion when God didn't provide for us. The rains came, the wheat came up, uh, something happened in my life, I had a good job come in and I made enough money to make that bank payment. Uh, if you have faith in God and trust Him, you can free yourself from a lot of worry. In fact, is there anything in your life that is not dependent on God? or what he does. I can't think of a single thing. Uh, the air we breathe, our water, our transportation, our homes, our children, the wealth, yes, the welfare of our children. God is in control of our lives. We, it's a, kind of a hard thing for us guys to admit that we're not in control because we kind of like to think we are, but really, we're not. God is in control of every single thing in our lives and all the blessings that he so freely pours out on us, especially here in the United States. We have so much here in America uh, that we take for granted. We need to be on our knees every single day thanking God for the many, many, many blessings that he gives us. As I prepare to close this morning, I'm going to read you all out. Parable out of Luke uh, chapter 17, starting with verse 11. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus! Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, one, one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God. In a loud voice, he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise and thanks to God except this foreigner? And then he said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. So my question to you this morning is this. In the next year, two years, the rest of your life, however long, are you going to be this one person, this one leper that came back to Jesus and thanked him for the many countless blessings that, that he gave him, that he cleansed him of leprosy, and as, as the last verse says, you're healed. I'm sure that that means that Jesus blessed his life. 
Or are you going to be one of the nine that just takes everything for granted? Oh, yeah, well, thank you, Lord. I appreciate it. And just move on. And don't, and don't acknowledge the fact from your heart that all the good things in your life come from God.